What's going on, all you cool cats and kittens? It's Norm and Garrett coming to you with uh, Scruffy City Sports episode 10. And I am I am so excited about this episode, Garrett. Why we have that? got an extra special guest live and in action in studio with us today. Who's that? It is R.T. McBride from that little city across the bridge from Lenore City that shall remain nameless if you came from there. We don't talk about it. No, I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> well, it's nice to see you guys, too. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, R.T.? We're doing okay. How's, Quarantine's how's, really getting to us all, but we're we're making it through. Well, I've heard you've had some issues trying to get food around here. But yes. I, but I do appreciate your small business board up there, and you're keeping the local restaurants fed. Oh, we've been, for sure, El Charo and Sweet Peas, mm-hmm. all the Knoxville staples. That's good. We'd, I, I would say I did have a conversation though with RT. The Burgers has closed. Yes. Oh, really? On, on, on Sutherland? On Sutherland has closed. Why did it close? That was a good place. It's something uh-huh. new called Emma's... Southern kitchen. kitchen. Well, yeah. we're not going there. I guess you have to go in Lenore City now. <laughs> yeah. Or out in Powell. Yeah, they're, they're thriving. They Lenore are. City. I mean, they've got those two tents set up. It's a fine burger. I would I, highly recommend it. I, you know, the sneaky thing there, Norm's hot take for the burger restaurant is the fish and chips basket. Go to the burgers, get a fish and chips. Go to the don't, burgers and get a fish and chip don't basket. Don't even get RT started on fish and chips. He loves it. Do you really? I love a good fish and chip. I'm telling you, I'm not <laughs> kidding here. I'm, I'm being 100% non whatever. Boss. The Burgers Place has the best fish and chips and shrimp basket that in all of Knoxville. You ever had Long John Silver's? It's it's a little, <laughs> there's this place called Captain D's. I mean, I like Captain D's. A little extra no, crunchies. No, Long John Silver's is better. I will not hear that. That's my hot take. I don't even know where a Long John's is around here anymore. It used to be one on bro- or on 321. Back I mean, in the where day. the Burgers Place is used to be. Yeah, Long John, Long John Silver's. Yeah. That's probably why they're so good. They're fish and chips. But it's probably still got that grease in the fryer. <laughs> they just you have to change it in the last 25 years. Mm, so good. It I just know. keeps getting flavor. You know, fats flavor, grease, little crunchies. Little golden crispies. Mm-hmm. It won't kill you now. <laughs> no, no, give it a few years. Mm-hmm. Fish is good for you though, even if it's fried. Okay, really? I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm, I'm willing to go with that. It's got to be better than red meat. I feel like. No. 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 Venison's no. good for you. I mean, if you can find it at the grocery store, that'd be fantastic. They don't have it's, it there. I'm pretty sure you can't get venison at the grocery store. Mm. I mean, maybe if you go to a special grocery store. There's plenty in the woods at Loudon. I'm about to say, uh, where? In the woods. He said but you got to go get it yourself. Wait, but where? Where in the woods? You know, that nice town. <laughs> across, across the Tennessee River, south of Lenore City. Well, we, we, I've got it queued up for our okay. post-production. Like, it just bleeps out the L word. Okay. It just automatically it just comes up redacted. <laughs> So what do we got today, Norm? Well, today we got, we got a special I'll, guest. We got know, a special guest, special podcast for it. Special podcast. It's episode ten. We've hit double digits, and we've brought RT in just to talk about Cruton. That's right, baby. Cruton, not recruiting. Cruton. C R O O T N. Cruton. He knows about that train. I mean, I feel like we should play that. Should I get that queued up? Uh, well, it's better if you say it. That's true. I, we can. I can visually explain what's happening. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, don't. I think the listeners would love that. Do you want to? Okay. Well, let's well, talk we about Cruton and then we'll, it. Also, yes. We need to put it on our Twitter. Yeah, we, look right at our social media after the podcast. Oh, I've already retweeted it. Yeah. <laughs> At R underscore T underscore three underscore. Ooh, good plug. I'm a brag bear. <laughs> All right. So uh, this week uh, in, in recruiting news, uh, I've, I've jotted it down, but we've picked up three more four star Cruits. Uh, to join the 2021 class. I think we're up to 18 now. As I, of on, what? Last week? 
And we're recording this, by the way, on what is today, May 12th. Yeah, May 12th. We've got the 21 hard commits for the 2021 class. So do we have any, let me ask you this. I know we've got a bunch for 2021. Do we have any like big recruits coming in for next season or this coming season? Well, I'm I, so glad you asked. I feel like uh, <laughs> I think we've lost the five-star running back, didn't we? Because I've just seen, I've just the only year I've seen is 2021. I just didn't know if that we've got any incoming this so, fall that are big. For the upcoming um 2020 season, um in the SEC we're ranked 7th and mm. nationally we're ranked 10th. So we're in good company. Well, that's that is crazy. We're ranked seventh in the SEC, mm-hmm. but tenth nationally. Well, I just think about that. That just shows you how big of a powerhouse the Southeastern Conference is. I don't look. I know I'm a home. I'm a homer for the SEC, but it is hard to argue that the Big Ten is better than the SEC. I mean, I guarantee you that we've got what two five stars. I they probably don't even have one five star in the whole division. That's that's. Verbally committed to a school in 2021. You guys got to be better than that. Like when (laughs) we when we went to the Outback Bowl and absolutely waxed Northwestern. Well, who's Northwestern? Isn't that who we played? Mm -hmm. A couple couple years ago. Yeah, when we went to that, man. I mean, that was the best Big Ten had to offer down there. Well, you know, what in the club? UT is a powerhouse these days. Well, we're getting there. I mean, we're getting there. We're going to ask RT. RT. Now we're still on Cruton Trail here. Tribe. But you're over under. For UT wins next year, I okay. think on the podcast we said, uh, "What did we say?" Yeah, a nine. Couple, a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, we said yeah, we nine. Said, we said nine, and I said over. I took yeah, the over. Garrett took the ten, and then once okay. you give me your answer, I'm gonna give you a Garrett story. Okay. <laughs> so for the up, upcoming season, I think it really depends on who we play at quarterback. Um, if Garantano, if Garantano starts mm-hmm. and plays and finishes the season, I really do think that we do no better than eight and four. Mm. No better than eight and four, and that like gives that. me room to go all the way down to six and six because <laughs> he's liable to go all uh, Leroy Jenkins again. <laughs> you, don't, you don't, you don't think Bailey's got a shot? I think Bailey does have a shot, but uh, that was really probably taken away with uh, Mauer. Co- well, no, with COVID nineteen taking away spring practice. Mm, yeah, that's true. That no quarterback battle. He's yeah. en- he's enrolled, but he can't prove himself because they can't practice. Yeah, and you're, so, right. you're not going to start <clears throat> a f- true freshman. Well, I guess who, I don't know who we open. I, I we open that, um, against Charlotte. I think. Yeah, I so think maybe Charlotte. and then so then Oklahoma and then a trip to Norman, which is a, not. I mean, that's not going to be easy. No, but well, we're going to win. I already called. Garrett's it. called the win. He says we're going six and zero RT to start the season next year. Start the season. First loss is the, Alabama. You do know we play Florida. Yeah, we're going to beat Florida. Yeah, we're going to beat Florida. And we're going to beat Georgia. You don't need Norm to tell you that we're we're uh, one in fifteen against Florida in the fa- <laughs> past fifteen years. Me we and RT were at that game that we won too. <laughs> we were there. That's right. I've been to many. I drove. We, my we happy also behind. we also went to Gainesville. <laughs> I drove my happy behind down to Florida in 2017, only for us to lose on the very last play on a hail mary. So there's nothing. There's nothing that any person, man, woman, can do to me <laughs> that didn't hurt like that. <laughs> I hate Florida Gators and That's Tim awful. Tebow. I'm strong against God. them. Don't even get me started on Tim. What's your uh, Garrett story you had? So, uh, RT, me and Garrett talk a lot off air from the podcast. Usually daily, we have to, to tell each other what's going on. Like, did you see in sports today that nothing happened? I know, me too. I jotted it down <laughs> in my crazy? notes. I know. So, the other day, Garrett calls me and I was like, hey, we picked up a four star. I really don't care, but, you know, people care about this <laughs> recruiting stuff. And, and, and Garrett says, Norm, I'm going to make a, a bold prediction right now. And I said, okay, Garrett, tell me about it. And he goes, <laughs> 
from 2021 to 2038 or 35. I don't remember. It was like 15 I think years. it was 35. 35. Okay. I want to say 36, so it goes with my 15 years. Yeah. He said that UT football is going undefeated. <laughs> we won't lose a game. I'm telling so, you. Out of I promise you. 160-ish games. We'll be 180, I guess. We'll be 180 and 0. 180 and 0. That's quite a hot take. And then we're <clears> going to erect a stu- uh, statue of Sir Jeremy Pruitt, JP. JP. We're going to stick him out there by Neyland. <laughs> well, you know, if JP gets a statue by Neyland, I mean, you're going to have to rename the the field after Fulmer. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's going to get honors before Pruitt, in my opinion. I would hope so. The, the, I hope they call it the, the Great Pumpkin. What? <laughs> That's what I like to call Phil, the Great Pumpkin. I love Papaw. Papaw Phil. Here's what I think. We take down, I'm just going to say it, if you've ever been on UT's campus, you've ever walked it, it's it's a good looking campus. It has its moments. So good. It has its yeah. parts. Ped Walkway, I love. I love Ped Walkway. There is a mm-hmm. statue there, or oh, rather, a my. piece of artwork. Okay, I, artwork I is Art- a very <laughs> generous term. And if you've ever seen it, it doesn't make any sense. And I think it's horrific. Personally, we put a statue of Phil Former right there. We take that monstrosity out of there mm-hmm. and put a statue of Phil Former and put him on there. Okay. That's what I'll say. And yeah. then we put Jeremy Pruitt down in England. Well, and then we find somewhere. I say we put Peyton up on the hill. I think we put a Peyton statue up on the hill. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like how he, Peyton did this with that coaching search. All that bad juju that came out from that. Well, he never did beat Florida either. I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, I say we put one up at T. Martin. He did win the national championship. He did. We might as well put Adrian Peterson up there, too. He dogged UT after he left here. Yeah, but, but really, if you want to go Peyton, I say you put up Todd Helton. Because without Todd Helton, Peyton Manning had to run him off to get his job. That's true. You're going to have to throw Helton over by the baseball field. But yeah, put Helton opinion. at the yeah. baseball field because, uh, I mean, he's... I mean, he's... I like Todd Helton. He's probably one of my favorite baseball players. But he, he doesn't have the greatest of history lately. He's got a couple of DUIs and a couple mm. of naked DUIs. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah, when he was out there in Denver, he was having a little too much fun buying lottery tickets. Mm. Mm. He had a few too many shiner box. Well, who, well, who were you going to put at the baseball field then? R.A. Dickey? I mean, uh, you could. No, I wouldn't put Dickey. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, you could do a Delmonico. What if you put a, a statue of Mookie Betts? Because he was going to come here. At one he was going to yeah, come let's do here. That. Yeah, yeah, he was going to come here. <laughs> he probably would still come. I mean, he seems I like wish. a genuinely nice guy, but he would be like, I'm I, sorry. Loved it. Have you reached out to him to get him on the podcast I have. Yet? I've not heard back from him yet. <laughs> you know, Norm, no. okay. He's a busy guy. We'll, he is. Okay, He's we'll doing get, a lot of bowling. We'll, we'll get back to recruiting here in just a second, but Norm actually reached out to... How many MLB players did you reach out to? A, a handful. I would say close to 10. <laughs> and uh, that was the other day, and still, <laughs> st- still waiting to hear from any of them. So, <laughs> really? <laughs> well, quarantine life, maybe they don't want to get sick from looking at Twitter. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they got, I think the virus can on. travel through social media, so we need to watch <laughs> yeah, out for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of, of that, we'll just go with this. Did you see where ESPN leaked Trevor Bauer's uh, cell did. phone number? I did, and he actually had a giveaway. Yeah, and so I uh, called the number. Did you? Yeah. Was the, well, I did. I tried to call, but his voicemail was done. But I did, I saw it like eight or nine hours later. Uh, well, I'm about to so. say no. Yeah, I called the number, and then it was the same thing. The voicemail was gone, but oh, okay. I did call. Yeah, and then so <laughs> it was, the voicemail was like full because like he was like sure. he was like he did like a giveaway, and he was like the details were in my voicemail since they leaked my phone number. Oh my God. And so he was like, and it was like a giveaway for like sign cleats or yeah something something. Like that. something fun. Yeah, so. And then he did um he did FaceTime sessions. I can't today's Tuesday, so I think this was yesterday afternoon 
for like two hours. He was like, you get 30 seconds, ask me whatever you want to, and have your screenshots ready. Mm. And then he said he just did it for a couple hours. So that's pretty cool. You know, Trevor loves Bowers. That's the thing. Like, I'll be honest, man. I really hated Trevor Bauer. I'm coming around on him. I'm coming around on him too. Like that, like kind of just playing with them, leaving yeah. your number. Mm-hmm. Like not a lot of people would do that. Mm-hmm. And then he actually put up a picture on Twitter a couple weeks ago. And he was like, the only time the Astros were ever honest, and it was a picture of him in Little League because he played for the Astros. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, something like that. So like he, hey, I don't know. He's pretty cool. But like you also see like when he played against the Royals this past year, and he got taken. Terry Francona oh, took yeah. him out, and he threw the ball over the center field fence from the mound because he's being just a baby. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like Terry Francona goes, "What the heck was that?" Yeah. He's like, that "I'm was the sorry. clean version I'm of that, sorry. by the way." Yeah. And a week later, he gets traded to the Reds. <laughs> but they did uh, Amazon. Whoever is the stats people for MLB had the exit velocity and all that for Trevor Bowers when he launched it over there. I can't remember what it was, but at the time, it was yeah, funny. it's Amazon yeah. Statcast. Yeah, is what it is. So, yeah. but that was funny. Uh, Okay, back to Crute. Yes, go back to Crute. <laughs> so back to the over under, right? Yeah. Okay. So JG RT's good. He, he brings it around good. If That's JG good. starts and plays the whole season, I mean, no more than eight and four. I'm really want to go seven and five because I think he'll give one or two away. That's winnable. So wait, who do you think? Like which games winnable that he gives away? Um, possibly. So Florida and Georgia are both winnable, and Oklahoma. I think, I think Georgia is winnable. I think Georgia is very winnable. I think Georgia is the most winnable of those three. Yeah, because I think I Georgia has fallen apart over there. I would agree Athens. with that. I really do. Well, and they're breaking in a new quarterback. Uh, that Newman kid, he's transferred from Wake Forest, and he played well at that. Wake Forest. But Wake Forest also plays yeah, in the TWSWA. So you know their competition <laughs> is Polk County and McMinn Central. And so, I mean, with that being said, what about um, what about uh, Cosby? <laughs> about Cosby. Not, I don't even know if Cosby fields a football hey, team. Can I just say? Can I just say shout out to Cosby? If we have any listeners from there, I would love to come visit and you show me around your town. We love. Area. You can tell RD I'm just weirdly obsessed with that town for some reason, which I've never been to. But you need to go; it's a beautiful area. Anyway, continue. RD. So okay. So if <laughs> if JG starts and plays somewhere between seven and five, eight and four, I think if Bailey replaces JG at halftime of Oklahoma, which is my prediction, I think JG goes out and plays terrible the first yeah. half, and he gets replaced yeah. by Bailey. That's my prediction slash hot take for the day. Mm-hmm. I think that Bailey can lead us to nine and three. As a true freshman. As a true freshman. That's, Coming that's, from what, Marietta? Yeah, Marietta High School, where he rewrote the record book on everything down there, and he is the best quarterback to come out of Georgia since uh, that kid that played at Clemson. Trevor Lawrence. Is he from Georgia? Okay. Yeah, then and he was also a Tennessee fan. Yeah, he should have. Yeah, we should have had him. I'm, ah, that stings. So, with Harrison Bailey – I'm thinking nine and three, eight and four, and with JG, eight and four, seven and five. Okay. So I guess I'll put the over under at eight. Eight. Okay. That's conservative. I'm on board. That's conservative. That's that's. I I was. I think think mine's a little bit more realistic at ten. I don't think so. (laughs) So who who are our two losses? Alabama and who? Uh, I had Alabama and um, uh, Georgia, maybe. Yeah, I think it was Georgia. It wasn't Florida. So yeah, because I had because like I had us on a hot streak, and even though Georgia, I do believe is winnable, I mm-hmm. think that's the one we drop. Just yeah, I because could see that. like, um, yeah, I you know, like I that. mean, it's just like you're not gonna win all of them. You're not gonna win out the East, obviously, but also I could see us. How, South Carolina's not gonna be good, are they? No, no they but Will Muschamp will always pull something. Yeah. And except for last year, we finally got over that hump. But um, you know, Kentucky's not gonna be bad. 
this coming year. They're really not. <laughs> yeah, but they their best season we and one of our the, worst season we still beat. Yeah, them. yeah. No, I, I'm with you on that. And my my whole thing with Kentucky, I'm not. I'm never scared of Kentucky, and I mean, it, really, in anything because we just. We we live we rent free in, in their house. I've been saying we own them in basketball nowadays. Yeah, so I, it's, I'm not like scared of Kentucky, but they are to be taken seriously. Yeah, even though I agree. even though we will win no matter what. I mean, we could just play the second half honestly, and <laughs> it'd still fine. be fine. Yeah. Hopefully. So wait, so wait, what bowl game are we all predicting? Well, you back. I go Sugar. I, whatever the national championship is. There you go. Tostitos. No. <laughs> I'm going out back. I'm sure. going Sugar because Sugar takes a lot. You have to be second best in the SEC. That's what I'm saying. We'll be behind Alabama. So we're going to lose the <laughs> SEC. <laughs> we're gonna... Oh, my gosh. He's, so, dr- he's drinking that Philip Fulmer IPA over there. Absolutely. The the hazy, big orange Kool-Aid. Philip Fulmer IPA. Um, I tell you, yeah, I know. So you think we go to the SEC championship game and 100% lose, Alabama. lose to Alabama? And I say we lose by three. So we lose to Alabama <laughs> twice is essentially what you're saying. Yeah. I say we lose. And go to the Sugar Bowl? I say we, look, we lose We lose by 14 to them in the regular season, and then we lose by three in the SEC Championship in Atlanta, and then we go to the Sugar J- Bowl. JP's got us talked up big for that second rematch. I'm telling you, JP is like, guys, this is it. My hot take is <laughs> JP's not really the coach. It's Phillip and Jim Chaney. <laughs> Bro, me, I love big me Eric, and RT just watched um, – uh, a Jim Chaney video, and he was mic'd up. That man is huge out there. I love the practice. He's, he's, a, he's a big guy. I mean, <laughs> he, legit big he, guy. He actually, I'm, I think he has to wear a five X. Yeah, probably. You think so? I think it's a five. We saw him in person one time at uh, Jig and Reel in the old town. Oh, Shout did, out to them. We did. We did see him. It was. Was it after a game? Was it a Saturday? No, I think it was a Friday night. Was he was it geared Friday up night? for. Okay. It was a home game the next day. But like, I was like, "What are you doing? Should you not be in bed?" Nah, yeah. He's amped up. He had a bunch of Powerade that night. Forgot yes, to take his Powerade. diabetes pill. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, <laughs> what else we got? Uh, Are we going to move to local sports you, now? Uh, yeah, should we on. move to local? We could do local stuff. Uh, anyway, we signed three kids. I don't really oh, yeah, know too much about them, <laughs> but that's it. We we talked about. Well, I'm gonna say, well, you got the outside got, linebacker, quarterback, and something else. No, we got a defensive tackle, Katron Evans, six four three twenty from Maryland. I Jeez, did my homework this week, boys. Oof, and then we got a, a, a let a, a middle linebacker, Aaron Willis. Shout out to Eric Lawson, MLB for the Lower City Panthers. <laughs> He's a six foot two oh seven. Th- those two kids went to the same high school, so they're a package deal. And then we got a quarterback, Caden Salt Salter. Mm-hmm. He's Salter. From Texas, he's from T Hoss. So I, know how you I like love T-Hoss, him. Like. I'm a big T Hoss fan, so he's my dude. He's going to come in and start starting quarterback. Yeah. Then yeah. we're going to go twelve zero. <laughs> I'm excited for the Salter kid. Uh, him and Bailey battling it out. I think one of them will end up transferring just because they uh, have to. Yeah. But I would Who do you think wins here. that out? Probably I, Bailey, because I think we're more of a pro style at this moment. Yeah. And I think Chaney prefers to throw it or throw it with the quarterbacks and run it with the running backs. He doesn't want somebody that's a dual not, threat. Or yeah. A dual, yeah. I mean, dual threat's fine, but like I, I don't need a dual threat to pick up 20 yards. I need to pick up a first down, four yards down the field. I'm, right. I'm not going to say so, anything, but we currently, our current quarterback is a dual threat quarterback. And you have to remind and, people okay. that he's a dual threat to quarterback. To be a dual threat quarterback, you have to actually be a threat in either of, your, <laughs> yeah, of those true. capacities. And but, he's not. And I will say, did, what, you, did you know he was the number one dual threat? Quarterback coming out of high school, you know who yeah. number two was? Yes. Jalen Hurts. Was he really? No, I didn't that's know that. actually that's a true fact. That shows you what coaching does. Exactly. 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 Player development has been lacking at the University of Tennessee yeah. for the better part of a decade. That's the thing. Our recruiting so. is phenomenal. We just you can't develop them once they get that's here. That's true. I, 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 
we'll Go figure ahead. out. I'm sorry. We'll figure out a lot with this class because it's the best in the SEC in 2021. It's number two in the nation. Who are we behind? Ohio, the Ohio State University? The Ohio yeah. State, yeah. We were behind Ohio State. And Mac Brown, it was at number two. We replaced him at North Carolina. <laughs> North Carolina was – they've got great recruits, but, like, I don't know what they're going to do with Yeah. Them. Yeah. I mean, North Carolina was a good when they had Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. That's the last time I remember them being relevant. Yeah. Well, I, I don't understand how Mac Brown is going to coach these guys up. He is literally 125 <laughs> years old. Got Methuselah out there calling the plays. I don't know, man. There's not much I don't you know. can do with that. No, there's, there's not. Much not. You can do with that. Those kids love him, though. And also, they else, they're probably a Jordan school, aren't they? They're they are. Jo- yeah, they, they are. They're, they're the one Jordan school in the ACC. So, just saying. Just saying. Um, uh, you want to do our Harry Potter video? We should. Do you want me to do you want me to explain it as it's going on you for the listeners? Yeah. And then after that we'll we'll live live we'll jump we'll jump into uh, some baseball news. You ready? What about local sports? Oh yeah, we'll right do now. local sports. You want to, we'll do local sports after this. Yeah. Gary, it's your stay on track after this twenty three <laughs> second video. Here we go. You ready? We're opening up to a shot of Harry Potter and Ron Weasley in the blue car flying behind the Hogwarts Express. In front of in front of, I'm sorry. Our team on the front of the train, running over Ron and Harry. Would you think? Did I do okay? Yeah. What a phenomenal video. It's fantastic. <laughs> if, mean, if you've not seen it, we'll RT's, everyone's it. retweeted it. So yeah. just go mm-hmm. see it. It's it's from Star Wars Day, May the 4th is when it originally came out. Yeah. yeah. So It was when we were really heavy on the recruits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> super heavy. Recruiting big. <laughs> so um, local sports. Staying on track here. Yes. Local Good sports. Job, um, shout out to an old podcaster who used to be a part of the Panther Pod uh, back in the day when we did that. We've talked about it on this one a little bit. But Dylan Brewster was just named assistant coach at Lenore City High School after serving. He played at UTC, uh, went to UT as a grad student, and then Georgia State as a grad student. You know, coached under Rick Barnes and Lanier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lanier. Got a lot of experience, got a lot of knowledge. We wish him the best of luck. I'm sure we'll all be at his first game. He's a Lenore City Panther. <laughs> That's a Panther? That's a Panther That's growl, a panther right baby. There. Hold on. <laughs> oh. Now everybody run out on the basketball court. <laughs> no wonder I was never scared to play, y'all. <laughs> Yeah, but that's awesome. Congratulations uh, to Dylan. Brewster. Shout out to Dylan. We're going to actually try to get him on the podcast soon, right, yeah. Norm? Yes, we're, we're working. I'm throwing out some feelers. My people are getting in touch with his people. Um, <laughs> nice. Now that he's got that green jacket over the weekend, it's kind of hard to, uh, to get in touch yeah, with him. Yeah, also so. shout out for him to get his master's. Yeah, that's a big ups. I'm RT, you're working on yours, right? I am, but let's not discuss that right now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> RT, I want to see you in one of those green jackets. You'd look good in one. Uh, Is that come, beard you got rocking? Come December, yeah. Okay. Be looking nice and Irish. If I make it to December. <laughs> RT does a, also, RT does a phenomenal uh, impersonation of um, the guy from Peaky Blinders, like the first villain. Oh. Uh, back when we're, we're cutting everybody with our razor blade hats. Oh, uh, yeah. The Derby. One. Yeah. Mm, I like Mr. Shelby. I like that. Mr. Shelby. <laughs> Grace, I love you. Oh, all right. So, okay. again, baseball. Congratulations to Dylan. That's Shout exciting. Uh, RT, this is uh, the theme song for my Rakuten Monkeys. Uh, they play in the Chinese Professional Baseball League. So, it's in Mandarin. So, if you want to translate, feel free. I got you. Here in a second, they're going to say Rakuten. That's all I know. RT knows Spanish. 
which is almost Mandarin. So it's, that's good. Uh, very <laughs> similar to yeah, Mandarin. Very similar. <laughs> so uh, this week, uh, for as far as sports goes with the Chinese Professional Baseball League, I've got some standing updates for you all because I know the people are patiently waiting. Our <laughs> true fans in Taiwan. Also, uh, speaking of fans, uh, we now have uh, lots of listeners in Ireland, Ooh. Taiwan, and Kenya. Bringing in and hot for Kenya. <laughs> nice. Don't know what we're talking about that people want to listen to in Kenya, but welcome aboard. Shout out to Kenya. Yeah. All aboard, just come on. Just retweet us, say hello, you know, hit us up on our Patreon. <laughs> now that we've got a new guest, we're making it $4 a month. And we talked about that. I'm sorry. Good. So it's extra $2. Quarantine time. Times are hard on small businesses. I have to say, just uh, support us and we'll support you back. Don't exactly. Worry. We'll give you a shout out. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Okay. So the standings currently, my Rakuten monkeys are running away with it. They are 15 and four as of Jeez. today. Oh my as gosh. of today, 15 and four. Garrett's uh, China Trust brothers are nine and 11. <laughs> Not even above 500 anymore. Hey, we're getting there. Uh, we've got the Fubon. We've got a couple new prospects. Yeah. <laughs> the Fubon <laughs> Guardians are 8 and 11. And then the Uni Lines that got beat today 17 to 10 by my Rakuten Monkeys are 8 and 14. Oh, 17 so, to wait, 10. So, we're, so I'm, I'm in second place. You're in second place, yeah. But oh, we've got, like we've we got a seven game lead, a six game lead on you. I want the lines. I want to root for them. You want to like root for the lines? Yeah. They looked awful today. <laughs> 17 to 10. Is, is it like a softball field? I mean, my no, goodness. No, but let me tell you, they can't pitch. Like, I'm, it, major leagues were topping out mid-90s. Mm. Mid-90s to 100, I guess, really. Yeah. These guys are topping out at high 80s. Oh, no. Low, low 90s. Mm. Reliever comes in with finesse, not this heat. I would just throw a bunch of junk if I were them. Could you imagine if Araldus Chapman went over there and played? He'd have 100 strikeouts <laughs> in a game. You yeah, can't do that, but he would do it. Yeah. I mean, he amazing. would. So that's really all I got about the CPBL. Um, also, fun fact for them, this week they allowed fans in the stands, folks. I, I so saw that. They had to sign waivers, though, right? They have to sign waivers, and they are extremely spaced out. So there's a good, I think it's three meters, so I'm guessing nine, ten feet, in between people in the seats, and then they skip every other row. So if you're going with your buddies, you've got some quadruple man space going on between you and your best friend. But that's still, nice. that's a good sign for the world that, you know, several months later in Taiwan, which was one of the hardest hit areas, yeah. that we've got fans in the stands. Yeah. So they're coming uh, back. There's a comeback. It's 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 few months later, five ish. But still, fans in the stands, that's a great thing to see. We're, so, we're, we're making progress. We're, we're getting there. Are we're they progress. the league that had robot fans in the stands? They do. They do. And I am a humongous fan. Uh, <laughs> I've seen videos, and that looks hysterical. I think it's, I think it's amazing. It I is. really do. So you can go on there. They've got some excellent social media videos on YouTube. It's Rakuten Monkeys. I've watched all of them, understand nothing of what's going on. They've got a really good one with this like life-size Barbie doll. And they're doing all these TikTok dances, the chopper one, but they say it in English, which is really confusing because you're expecting them to say it in Mandarin, but mm -hmm. they do the chopper at the 22, and then they zoom in on the Barbie doll's face and they're fake moving it. It's wonderful. The Rakuten girls. They're, it sounds like they have a phenomenal social media presence. They do. Mm -hmm. and, and I've and we've I've been in touch with some of them. Uh, yesterday, there's kind of a Twitter thing going on between the KBO, the Korean Bat Flipping Organization, yeah. and the CPBL because... The KBO decided to put cardboard fans in the stands like the CPBL did a few weeks mm. ago. Oh, I wouldn't have none of that. The official CPBL baseball Twitter handle complimented me. Really? Said, thanks, Norm. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. I've got a one-way ticket to Taiwan coming. So soon. this is your peak then, right? I mean, that, that's... We're up there. <laughs> yeah. We're up. It's I mean, all downhill I know now. from the Panther pod, we had some high moments. Like, we had like 500 people listening to us one baseball For game. For a baseball game. It was, it was a crazy. Lin a Lenore City baseball game. Okay, Mind who were they that. playing? Uh, it wasn't anybody, very good. No, it wasn't anybody big. It, it wasn't was loud. Like, was it Loudon? No. No, it was... Um, I would understand for Loudon. I mean, I, it wasn't I think it was... Big. Was it Farragut? 
Maybe. I'll have to go back. I've got the audio files. I'll go back and listen. Was but, that yeah. the game, though, that Debra wasn't there and you and me were uh, off the rails? Like, nobody could I think it was out. me, you, and Eric. Okay. And I, Tucker maybe might have been there. <laughs> I don't remember. Shout out to Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> He's married. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yes, this we're peaking. I mean, right now, I, I fully expect that I'm going to be an influencer for the CPBL soon. I fully expect Norm is. I'm. Here's the thing. Norm is the captain of this, and I'm just along so. for the ride. But man, I I just have a good feeling that he's going to get. He reached out to some baseball players, and I we're going to get one. feeling that he's just he's just going to get one randomly. I hope so. Gonna, Did you reach out to anybody? You need just a mid level player. Okay, no, here's, was, okay. He, so I don't yeah. want to. So here's the deal. We're not going to say names okay. because they've not responded. No so I don't want yet. them to hear no this. But I did reach out to one player that is not on an active forty man roster. Amazing. So he's not making any money currently. Okay. And he's technically not on a roster. But he was on an event that happened for Major League Baseball a few weeks ago. That was a virtual event, and he and there he, was only thirty. There was only thirty of them. So and he's in a small market team, and he won an award for that. So that's no. all I want to say. <laughs> really hoping this works out. I've really painted a broad picture there. I did big happy little trees, as Bob Ross would how say. How did you? How did you go about it? Let me ask you that. I didn't even ask you that. When well, you first so me. here's so you can't DM him on. Twitter. I don't know what it is with half of these people, why they're Twitter anonymous. So I DM'd him on the grams mm. and I was like, Hey bro, huge fan. I loved you at FSU played at Florida state, <laughs> big, big Florida state guy here. Hey, love him. Love I, him. I love my Seminoles, baby. Yeah. We're on the come up. Just like my Atlanta Braves. We chop it on, <laughs> chop on brother. You know, I've got <laughs> side note. I got a couple of people on my team that went to Florida state. That, yeah, you do. And you've got the one pitcher from uh, Georgia. Uh-huh. Oh, that's big times. Boom. So, I, so I told him how great he was, hit him with lots of affection of how amazing of a baseball player he is. <laughs> He's never played, never started. He <laughs> like, came up last year, really hit. And I was like, man, I am I do a podcast, a sports podcast. I'd really love to have you on so we could talk about this event that you just did because you were a fan favorite. You know, just want five, ten minutes of your time. Now, I've yet to hear anything back. Well, He's probably a busy man. Right he now. is busy. You know, they, they Major League Baseball, we'll, we'll spin into this. Major League Baseball has been told to start ramping up again, start practicing. So well, maybe well, he's out catching fly balls. So we're looking, we're looking at a start date of July, correct? Yeah. Uh, so we'll segue into that. Uh, I'll come back to Korean baseball. Anyway, so I was going to say <laughs> Korean baseball. Highlights of this. I don't know what team we're going to pick real quick. I, it's, it's, it's anybody's game right now. We've got three or four teams that are five and one, six and one. But anyway, but the main thing that I want to say, and I didn't know this until today, is that if any player in the Korean Baseball League tests positive for COVID nineteen, they're scrapping it. Really? They're what? just yeah. So they're they're putting it on hold for an indefinite amount of time. If any player tests any positive. any one player, how regularly are they being tested? I think they're being tested about every other day. So they're getting their temperature taken. I don't think they're actually getting tested, but they are getting tested for symptoms every day. Well, I'm about to say, yeah, there's no need to, for them to be like tested, no. tested every single day. But yeah, I guess keeping track of the symptoms. Yeah, when they come into the facilities, they do get a, a head temperature thing and then a have you coughed, sneezed, or been around anybody that's coughed or sneezed. And from that, the answer's so, no. Well, the answer's I will, always no. I will say, I hate that all this is happening at this time of year because... I'm really, I have really bad allergies and oh, I sneeze awful. Yeah. all the time. And I'll just say East Tennessee pollen is some of the worst, probably in the country. In the, in the game. Man, I'll <laughs> tell you what, I sneeze all the time. It's all right, Garrett. Uh, so we'll, we'll segue from sneezing into sneezing in Major League Baseball. Boom. So that's what's happening. So as of yesterday, uh, Major League, the, the owners came to the players and said, hey, we've got an idea. 
what do you all think about this? We want you to take an even greater pay cut uh, than what you're already taking. Looking at playing 78 to 82 games starting around July 4th, spring training starting mid-June. Um, going to play with no fans in the stands pretty much the entire season unless it clears up toward the end. Uh, Throwing an extra round or two of wild card stats, and then uh, that's essentially it. So, so the owners want baseball for the money, obviously. The players, however, I, and this is Norm's take, and I've been on this. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think we're going to see baseball because uh, the owners want the players to sign waivers, saying, you know, if I get COVID nineteen, it's not your fault. It's mine somehow, even though you're making me do this. And I just really have a hard time seeing. These guys that are it's it's a number thrown out there to like an eighty to ninety percent pay cut. So essentially, if you're riding the pond and just a bench player making five hundred grand, you're looking at making maybe fifty thousand dollars to play baseball for four months. I I just don't see that that's worth that. I mean, that's minor league money. It's yeah, that's I mean, in, 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 I don't know how they're going to feasibly do it with no minor leagues because they are not even talking about having double A AA or triple A affiliates. So to have you know, 26 guys on the roster, you're going to have to double or triple that. So say you've got 75 guys that could play at any game, any day of the week is crazy. And then trying to keep them from all getting sick. It's, it's just, I just that, don't see how that's going to happen. You up the chances. If one person gets sick, you yeah. up the chances of everybody getting sick with the more people you add. Exactly. So, but yeah, you can't just have 26 men. No, and you, no, nobody to replace that. No. You can't. So if, if they do that, and then I know they're talking about, taking away real baseball for the National League and giving us a DH, which I, I guess I'm a fan of this year, but I feel like that just rules it out going ahead. But my, my biggest fear is is that they, they just end up keeping it. I think they will. Because so they, they've been making Don't a push for that for a long time. And I hate it. No. I hate that. I yeah. mean, I get that you get hurt, but that's, that's the classic part of the game, I, I feel like. Having a designated hitter is not baseball. No. <laughs> the I mean, American it, League hasn't played baseball in years. No, they haven't. Hot take. No. <laughs> David Ortiz was not a DH. He should have been a pitcher. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Speaking of that, did you all see the picture of CC Sabathia today? Oh my god, that dude's god. jacked now. What did he? He's, uh, CC, he, lean CC chicken looks, breast. He looks phenomenal. That dude look. I mean, he is so jacked. Yeah, now. lean chicken breast. Yeah. I'll say it again. Extra lean chicken breast, Extra like 98 percent lean. Yeah. How old is that guy? Uh, I want to say old. early 40s, late yeah. late 30s, I'm early old 40s for a ball pay, Yeah, ball for a baseball player. player. Yeah, because yeah, I'm almost. I'll tell you what. Age. I will say. My two biggest, like the two guys that I can think of that threw in the absolute biggest hammers whenever they played, was CC Sabathia and Prince Fielder. Those dudes were absolutely eagle clawing their dip and throwing. Oh, yeah, a for sure. I mean, they were they had to be going through a can every three innings without big their their hammers. And Prince they. Fielder had some amazing home run celebrations. Bro, Prince Fielder hit a triple with an absolute hog in. Like, I'm like, how do you run with that lip like that, man? Like, how does he run looking? Like he is not in shape. No, but he, shape. you know, he, he had like three triples in his career, and he was fat it's for all. Unbelievable. Like, I mean, like, who was playing the outfield? Ray Charles? That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I don't know, man. But it, yeah, he had three triples. It's, that's crazy. It would have been inside the park for anyone else in the league. Besides oh, yeah. him, it, would, it would have been a stand up inside the park. <laughs> like, I mean, like, they wouldn't even have to try. And he was absolutely hoofing it for three. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> So, 
But anyway, for baseball, I'm sure the moment we stop recording this podcast that the players' union will come out and say, yes, we're taking this or no, we're not, um, as far as that goes. so Yeah, well, do they do they have a deadline that they're supposed to decide by? or is, is... No, I, I, I know that baseball has said that they want to have a plan in place by the end of this month, whether that's yes to baseball or no to baseball. Um, but I think they gave the players' union, I think, 48 to 72 hours. So by the end of the week, they should have something. But obviously, the sooner they have an answer, the better. Yeah, to come back yeah. and try to re- rework negotiations. Well, I guarantee you, though, they won't have an answer till Friday afternoon. No, and, and I'm not saying that that they shouldn't take the money because I guarantee you there's plenty of guys out there that are like, yeah, I'll play for fifty grand. I love baseball. I mean, come on, let's be honest. Mike I, Trout. Yeah, Mike, Mike Trout. Trout. I would go play baseball for fifty grand. I mean, I would do it. Me? It's it's I'd fantastic. Play, I'd play in the minors for twenty five. But I know that's I know it's tough. But man, that's got to be fun. It has to be. To go it's around and do fun. that, but I, I I get it. It's you can get hurt doing the stupidest things in baseball. We've talked about that, so I, I mean, understand tear, where the players are coming ACLs from. Tearing ACLs on a walk off home run when you jump on home plate—that's happened before. Yeah, going for a ball and hurting your elbow—that's been hurting for three years and then waiting to get surgery after the playoffs because you didn't do anything. Come at me, Freddie Freeman. And speaking of Freddie Freeman, I am worked. I'm glad we came to that. I'll tell you what. I naturally RT, did that today. RT, I don't know if you noticed this. But we, obviously, we're Braves homers. I yes. know you're a Chicago Cubs fan, but yeah. we are Braves homers here. Shout out Chris Bryant. <laughs> me and Norm, we like Freddie Freeman, but we hate Freddie Freeman. Do you know it's, how much that Joker spent? Go ahead, RT. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. No, if, no, no. If I was okay, so I'm not a Braves fan. I, although I, I will say I don't actively root against them because. I grew up kind of around. Yeah, Everybody say, around me yeah. was a Braves fan. So it's yeah. just like, yeah, we know, whatever. And they're not in our division. I'm about so to say, it it's not matter. like we're really rivals no, with the Cubs. No, it doesn't matter. So I don't root against them. If I was a Braves fan, I don't think I would like Freddie Freeman. You shouldn't. I, re- I really don't think I would. <laughs> you shouldn't. Mr. Reliable is awful. He is a no-fun zone. <laughs> Can't. And then this weekend, fun sucker, fun, fun sucker, sucker. Mm-hmm. fun sucker, Freddie Freeman, Frederick Freeman, as I like to call him, can't play. He's getting old. Now you all are going to be upset, but when I tell you this, when the Braves don't sign him at the end of this year and he goes to an American League team, be Norm told you first, he'll be a DH. He'll be a DH. That's oh, what yeah, he's going to do for sure. He will. I mean, and I don't blame him, dude. He's he's got career stats. But see, he is Mister Reliable until the playoffs come. Yeah. he is the Clayton Kershaw of the Braves. You know why? It's it, I'll give you a UT mentality. It's that they've not won the big one boys they don't know how to win it they don't know how to win a big game it's a mentality yeah thing. exactly he needs to come hang out with philip former for a little while exactly just freddie i know what to do go look up that speech from 2001 when philip former gave it in front of the florida game that's mm. his and oh no that'll phenomenal. make you run through a wall right? oh, yeah one what if we could get Freddie on the podcast i don't think he would if he listened to five minutes of any <laughs> podcast and heard me bad mouthing he'd say no I mean, I'd love to have him on here. I'd have a nice conversation. I'd be like, listen, why are you so mean to Ronald Acuna? For real. Why did you not want uh, Josh Donaldson back on the team? And three, why do you suck in the playoffs? <laughs> Four, why can't you take a game off once a week? Five, why did you spend $1,600 on your wife with flowers over Mother's Day? <laughs> Simple questions that people want to know, Freddie. I hate when men treat women right, too, Norm. That makes me so mad. <laughs> But it was sixteen hundred dollars. Sixteen hundred dollars for it. flowers that are going to die. Well, you can I'm, go. go I check bought it my out. mom succulents this year oh, instead of nice flowers. Idea. You know what he should have done? Succulents won't die. Instead of buy her flowers, buy her something she can use. Buy her a car. Well, she did use it because she's a social media influencer, so okay. it's all over social media. Oh, well, it's, it's like a two by three box. I'd rather have Chelsea on here. I'll be honest. I mean, it'd be a struggle. I'd really have to be on my best behavior. I'd end up saying something I'd regret. Like, why do you wear so much bronzer? They've got a cute <laughs> yeah, He's never cute coming son. on here. Charlie, Charlie is cute. Look, Charlie's I, a cute kid. Look, I think if you make $20 million a year to play baseball, you've got to have a thick skin. These are the questions that people want to know. That's true. I'm just saying. 
That's true. What do you think, RT? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how much how much does he make? He makes twenty something million a year. Yeah. You do I think it's twenty one, twenty two. Well, I wonder a, what uh I'm curious what Chipper thinks about Freddie. I know curious. that's good. I've never really I, heard them talk. I mean, I know these they have banter, but I've never really heard him. I'm very curious about what Chipper's opinion on it because they're very different. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, Chip Chipper, I know, is probably in love with Raleigh. Oh, he, Austin Riley's they're thicky thick brothers. Yeah, I mean, so hunt and fish. That's yeah, all they do. Yep. I, there's, there's a country song there that I, I just didn't know what it was. So hunting and fishing and living every I'll, day. I'm just gonna shout out to um, Luke Bryan. No. Um, Gosh, I forgot his name. Sing Springsteen, RT. Eric what? Church. Eric Church. I've been listening to Love Your Love the most. Now, that is a fantastic Phenomenal love song. Phenomenal song. Is he, he's one of those bro country dudes, though, isn't he? No. I'm, I'm going to take a stand here and say not. Luke okay. Bryan is a bro country. Oh, for sure. I wouldn't say Eric Church. I would say Eric Church has a few bro country songs, okay. but most of his stuff, like Springsteen, mm-hmm. Is not a bro country. So I mean, the good thing about Church is that he writes most of his stuff, which okay. I think is very important. Okay, the guys like Luke Bryan and you know, uh, there's another Kenny guy, Chesney. That, Kenny Chesney, the new Kenny Chesney. You know, Some, uh, redacted. Those, those other guys, they don't, they're not putting in the work. I, I, I don't no. really like them at all, and okay. they're too pretty boy about it. I mean, if you don't look like Childers, <laughs> now that's an idea for a segment: top country. To, what? Where is country? Where is the country music lines these days? Because I'll tell you, oh, Art, yeah. RT blurred. doesn't know my music rabbit holes I go into. The other day, <laughs> I spent about three hours on YouTube going down the Tejas Western Country, and I didn't Ooh. know this, but the people in Texas hate Nashville. Yeah, it's not the same music. No, really. it's totally that, different. That and doesn't surprise me. And it's like anti-Nashville. So I've I've thought mm. Nashville, you know, the Nashville dudes are where it's at. Clearly, I'm wrong with that <laughs> because I don't like that. But I bet people in Texas love Chris Stapleton. And he made it in I don't know. A lot of those guys like Benjamin Todd. And I know, you know, Benji, Benji yeah. Todd, Lost Dog Street Band. Yeah. And it's, I just, I don't know. That's a totally different genre. I mean, it's like the emo music of country music, I think. You can like My both, Chemical Romance yeah. of country. You know, country. Yeah. You know Turnpike Troubadours, they're out of Oklahoma. They're, they've got that Texas kind Yeah, of they've got that them. twang, that honky-tonk. Yeah. Well, there's a Texas band I like, Flatland Calvary. Hmm. They're good. I've I've got a whole playlist that I've made the other day. It's just fantastic. But anyway, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Right MLB, now. MLB, yes. Freddie Freeman. We were on Chipper Jones, and then we got off of country music. <laughs> Chipper Jones. I mean, I guess the only thing that Chipper and Freddie have in common is he picked him up on the interstate that time, and they made that cute little bobblehead with him on their four wheeler. And that's it. And that was probably 100% chipper. Freddie probably called him crying. I'm stuck on the interstate. Come help me, man. I don't know what to do. I'm from Los Angeles. What's he on also, the ground? He also has veneers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. Dude. Oh, no. How do you not know that? I'm just saying, dude, his teeth are perfect. Go back to his rookie season. His, never, teeth, his teeth are all jacked up. I've never looked at his teeth. We need to tweet out a picture of like before Freddie's veneers. There's a meme where it says, started from the bottom, and then it has a picture of Freddie Freeman now with Chelsea. Oh, gosh. Let's let's see if I can pull it up here really quick. I know the listeners are dying. To hear this. <laughs> I know. It's great for radio. <laughs> Freddie Freeman wife. It's Chelsea. Um, trying to think of any other baseball things to fill the gap here. Um, RT, how are your Cubs uh, looking? I know Chris Bryant was a, um, a question. RT, and- that's pre-veneers. Oh, my. Hold on. Also, like... Why was he so uh, chunky? Yeah, he was chunky. It, when he came into the league, you know, 2012 or whenever it was. Where did Freddie go to college? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. Hold on, let me get this this new smile picture real quick, and then we'll go into that. He's not straight out of high school, is he? Surely. There's no way. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a small difference. 
Uh, how's the he's how's the, the Joe tra- Biden smile going? He does. <laughs> How are the talks with uh, Chris Bryant going over there? So I, he is straight out of high school. Are you kidding me? El Medina High School. Wow, I didn't know that about Freddie. Big ups, Fred. Way to go. You do you, son. <laughs> he never Come had on to go the to podcast college. now. Just kidding. He never had to go to college. I'd rather have Dansby wouldn't on here. That, I'd that, rather have Ronnie bro. and his translator on here than Freddie Freeman. Bro, I would no, <laughs> no, you know what would be amazing? You know what would be perfect? What? If we got Ronnie and Ozzy and Ozzy could just translate for us and then we could also interview Ozzy. Uh, do you Ozzie. know how we would get off? I'd say, Tell me about Miss Brazilian, Ozzy. <laughs> and then he'd bring her out here and we'd just see backside. That's all we'd see. <laughs> RT, you didn't know what you were getting in for when you signed it's up. This podcast this. rated R. <laughs> it's like a tabletop. Like, I'm not even joking. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It is. I'm, she, you, Ozzie, Ozzie, I'm just going to, Ozzie, I love you. You are my favorite brave. I'm not joking. Followed closely by Acuna and then Dansby. That's my top three braves right now. There you now. go. There you go. That works. Back to the Chris Bryant talks. Okay, so I'm not privy to the... Uh, Meetings. They uh, excluded me ever since I raised Kane <laughs> over. You can't get Theo to get you in there. <laughs> so I've I've been reading this book, and I know that you. I think your mother read it. It was about how the Cubs way. Yes. Yeah. So it's made book. me really love Joe Madden and I like Joe Madden, Theo Epstein, and I know Madden is extremely unconventional, and that's why they kind of shipped him off, and because we kept. You know, muffing it up and losing the playoffs. Couldn't win the big one. Yeah, yeah. Even though they did, they did win the big one, but they didn't. They won. So where's Madden at now? He's at the Angels. Angels, right? I guess he's the GM out there or something. No, he's the head coach, isn't he? Oh, he's the head coach. Okay, okay. So, but anyway, um, they ever since Madden's left, really, it's either Epstein or every single one of the players has decided to revolt because there were so many, you know, just terrible talks, like the, the whole Rizzo thing where he told them flat out, I would like to play the rest of my career in Chicago. Anthony Rizzo right now is a top five first baseman, in my opinion, in Major League Baseball right currently. So why would you not want to sign him to like a, I don't know, probably like an eight-year deal? I would go for that. And they're, they're, all they're doing is signing him for another year, and then I oh, will talk then. That, that makes him kind of seem like unwanted to me. And from what I can one gather – One-year deals – Players hate one-year deals. Of course they do. Why wouldn't they? Because uh, say he, you know, has a slump, you know, for half the year, or maybe tweaks an ankle or something. Then you know, then they feel replaceable. Yeah. And for all that yeah. Rizzo's given, all those guys have. I mean, they've get, given so much. So I don't know. I feel like we should reward them with some good contracts. That goes for Bryant, Rizzo, all of them. Contreras. I just think about. I just, I, say, I just think about Chicago's lineup. I think about you have Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, uh, Wilson Contreras. Um, you still got Fowler? Do y'all still have Fowler? No, he's uh, with the Cardinals. Because Fowler was pretty clutch for you guys. He in was the playoffs. He was. He absolutely was. And, and during the season, he wasn't that good. From yeah, what I, I say, recall, it, no, it was just it was just the playoffs. Just normal. But in the playoffs, he did great. And it, same it with was, David Ross. It was like a Zuna that we just yeah. got from the Cardinals. Well, we were I hate no Zuna. He oh. always plays so well against Chicago, and he plays well in the. He so, he he hit like in the when he when when the the Cardinals played the Braves. He hit like three forty or something. Yeah. in that series. So we ridiculous. we went uh, Garth Brooks fan club. Shout out. We all took <laughs> shout a, out GBFC. Yeah. So we all took a trip to St. Louis uh, a couple years back and in watched, my mother's expedition. That's right. We watched the Cubs <laughs> play the Cardinals, and Oz- Ozuna was coming up to bat, and I don't know who I was sitting beside. It was probably David or somebody, and I said, "This guy kills the Cubs." 
every single game of every single series. Yeah. And that at bat, he hit a home run. There you go. <laughs> he was, and he hit in that Probably series. Shot. In that series, he hit like four fifty or something. Ridiculous. It was just stupid. So anyway, it back is. to back to the whole Cubs situation. I think David Ross will be a fine manager. I don't think he'll have control of like discipline because they don't see him as like a. I don't think he'll be a good manager. I, I think I'll he, say it. I think really? they're going to play really loose, and if they win, then he's going to be great. If they don't win, he's not going to have control over, it and they're going to spiral really I, bad. I think it's going to be like an Aaron Boone situation where when they're winning, it's fantastic. Yes. When when you know you can't if, if they're on a losing streak, lose ten in a row. We can, I can't stand it. He can't do anything right. Yeah, it's my take on that. I just yeah, I, I would agree know. with that. I yeah. just don't think they're. I love David Ross. I think he should have stuck. In the booth with MLB Network, he, he was, was good. Really good at that. I, I like that. I loved him there, and I think he should have stayed there. Well, you know, we'll but. see. I will say, I don't know if you've watched it, but the Cubs have excellent uh, YouTube series on. It's like I think it's called One Sixty Two, where they do like that. a day in the life. They did one of his first day coaching, and then they've done one on Contreras. Uh, I don't think they've done one on Chris Bryant yet, but it's good. I'm not a Cubs fan, but it's fun to watch. Yeah. I like all that behind the scenes MLB I'm sure stuff. It is. And that the it's full. That team is full of likable guys. Like there's true. not any of them that you're like, yeah, I don't really like him. Like I would say I'm not a con- I, I'm con- not a Javi bias. You don't like Javi? Contreras, I, would I don't if, like. I would be if Javi was on the Braves. Okay. That makes I mean, sense. like, I would I would yeah. love him if that he was on – but Javi is – yeah. Contreras just had that big thing with the Braves for no reason last year, and I don't understand it, so that's why oh, I don't yeah, like him. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, he came up there and he was bad-mouthing Tyler Flowers on his framing job, and then they got into it, and, like, his brother wow. is in the farm system with the Braves, and, like, no one understood – what the beef was about with anybody, so that's why I don't like him. Does anybody really like Tyler Flowers? I, I don't. T Flow's my number two <laughs> most. I mean, he's just he's skated by because I'm on a Freddie Freeman kick lately. <laughs> but just wait, when baseball comes back up, Tyler Flowers will be number one on my list of what are you doing, Tyler Flowers? Get out of here. I mean, we got him for his defense, and last year it was atrocious. Toward the end of the year, when Brian McCann couldn't walk on the field because he felt so bad for cheating in the 2017 Astros. <laughs> and that's that on that. Thank you for tuning. <laughs> So, but Brian, that's that. That's that. Brian, come on the podcast. Let's talk about you. Anybody want to come on there? Altuve, come on here. I want to see your how, how's your neck removal tattoo going. <laughs> if you know, you know. What's what is a, it? Is that I Y K I Y K? Is that how you can say? You know, yeah. I F K Y Y. Whatever. I don't know how to spell it. Hashtag. Yeah. Hit me up on your for you page, please. X Y Z A B C. High key, low key, uptown. That's right. I'm a hockey low-key uptown funk. It's pretty low-key. Yeah. Man. Yeah. What do we got next, Norman? Well, you all got any more baseball or sports news? None. None? <laughs> the Last Dance. Keep watching it. Oh, it's good. It's a fantastic Oh, yeah. You want to talk about that for a second? No. Nah, I mean, you keep going. I'll, I'll do that. That's I'll, all I had to go. Ahead. That's all I had to go. I've not Just watched it yet. It. Maybe next week or we'll have RT back on. We'll do a deep dive into the 10-episode life and times of Michael Jordan. It's His eyes are yellow. Does he have psoriasis of a No, I think, yeah, I think, well, no, a lot of people are speculating that he drinks too much. Well, you know. That'll do it. When you when you come back with a different number and then play 23 games and then go back to your other number, it kind of confuses people. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he was probably confused. I mean, the dude's a, a PR. It, just, anyway, anyway. <laughs> what do we got next? Anyway, RT, I hope, I didn't tell you this, and I hope you've seen the uh, 2015 Quentin Tarantino classic the Hateful Eight. Have I ever. Have you? That's good to know. This is uh, the theme song for the eight-minute overture before the movie actually starts while we're just seeing those beautiful landscapes and what does, we assume is I, Wyoming. I forget. It does take a while It's like eight started. minutes. It's this whole song before anything happens. Mm-hmm. Before we pan in on Samuel L. Jackson just out in the Just out hanging the out there snow. sitting on three dead bodies <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, this is the first 
movie that he uh, directed and wrote that he actually contracted out the score for some reason. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's. I was watching Norm a video. Norm always have fun facts. I've so. got fun okay. facts. It's not, but I know what you're trying to say. Okay. It's he. Thank so you. <laughs> this is Insigno Moncada, something like that. He's Italian. He did the, like the soundtrack for The Good, Bad, and the Ugly, all these spaghetti westerns from mm-hmm. the 60s that Quentin Tarantino is a huge fan of. He also did the music for Kill Bill and Glorious Bastards, Django. Um, I think he did uh, Reservoir Dogs, but not Pulp Fiction. The thing, this dude was. What about Jackie Brown? He did do Jackie Brown as well. Him and Tarantino, but they got in a big scuff with Django, and he said, I'm never going to work with you again. Mm. But Tarantino talked him into doing this movie. And so he had full control over the sound for the first time in any of a Tarantino movie. Gotcha. So he said, Tarantino, you can't have any say in what songs you're playing, where, and in what order. So that's. That's probably what you got from this. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> so, but uh, like I said, 2015, uh, this is a 7.8 on the IMDb. Uh, IMDb, I don't understand their classifications of movies because it just, sometimes it just makes no sense. They are calling this a crime drama mystery. Yeah, the mystery I part, I get. Mm, the crime drama, not so much. I don't get a crime drama from this. Again, it's, an, it's, a, it's a thriller. It's a thriller. Or a it's whodunit. A, or it's a... Or it's a Spaghetti Western. Yeah. I, like, I don't know. I don't I don't get... Yeah, IMDb's weird on the classifications. Yeah. They're great on the... Uh, ratings. The ratings, they're fantastic. But yeah, the classifications are way off. So anyway, I might say this like a Spaghetti Western thriller mystery. Yeah. Something along those lines. I mean, lines. it's definitely a mystery thriller. So, uh, the quick synopsis, one sentence here, is in the dead of a Wyoming winter, a bounty hunter and his prisoner find shelter in a haberdashery currently inhabited by a collection of nefarious characters. you like how I use big words there? Those words? <laughs> I mean, I don't even... I mean, I graduated college and I didn't even know half what uh, you Nefarious said. means strange <laughs> or criminal. I'm glad I'm getting my master's so I can read that in December and know what it means. <laughs> so, uh, Some of those GRE words exactly, right there. Exactly. Uh, so top bill cast for this was Samuel L. Jackson. This was the first movie that he got top bill honors with a Quentin Tarantino movie, even though it was his sixth Maybe they did with old <laughs> QT. Crazy. Is that not weird? Wait, so he wasn't top bill on Pulp Fiction? He was not. I guess uh, John Travolta, Travolta was. was. Travolta was. Travolta and Uma, I think, were your top That's bill robbery, for. in my opinion, because I think he's the most important character. In oh, I think he's the best character. Well, yeah. And so we'll just do a fun fact. Pulp Fiction is the only Oscar-nominated performance that Sam Jackson has on his record. I was shocked. Are you when serious? I was, yeah, I was shocked. I thought for sure that, that he got one for I know that he doesn't do top movies, but yeah. I thought for Hateful Eight that he was nominated, but he was not, or Jackie Brown. What about A Time to Kill? That is a... No, that's a classic with our good friend Matthew McConaughey on the podcast, who's been on the podcast. Yeah, he way. has. Shout out to Matthew. <laughs> yep. I to get love A Time to Kill. That is a fantastic... Do you that, know... I would say it doesn't surprise me, though, because, you know, he also does movies like Snakes on a Plane. That's true. Or SWAT. <laughs> or Black Snake Moan. <laughs> no, it wasn't yeah, a bad hold movie. On. Christina Ricci was really good in Black yeah, Snake Yeah, but hold on. You think SWAT was a bad movie? SWAT I didn't is not say, a bad I, movie. I didn't say it was a bad movie. I just said that he was in that movie. Also, you just like triggered my memory because I forgot that movie existed until SWAT? this met very moment. It's got my, Colin Farrell in it. I know my father would watch it on AMC it's back great. when it's, we had cable because it was it was like SWAT and Goodfellas were on twice a week. Well, you should be 100%. They show Goodfellas I'm every telling, day. No, they showed SWAT just as much as Goodfellas. And then probably I, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank is always yeah, out there. Right. <laughs> AMC. Y'all got to change it up a little bit. Oh, that's funny. Um, but so, yes, Sam Jackson top build, which is strange to me, but I'm with you that he doesn't sometimes have the best movie choices. 
But I, mean, I was but still I shocked think, that he wasn't up for a nomination for I this. I think he just does. I think he just wants to just keep working. I think that's like his thing is like he just he wants to do well, and he movies. also plays Sam Jackson in every Sam Jackson movie he's in. Yeah, even on the Avengers movies. Yeah, he's still he's like he's playing Sam Jackson, or like, or even in this, like his accent kind of. I don't know where it goes sometimes, like where he's telling the story about the guy's son. We won't talk about that because <laughs> yeah, it's pretty NC-17. We're trying not to get another explicit yeah. on this podcast. But his accent comes and goes from like what it's supposed to be to just normal Sam Jackson talk. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I mean, I'm okay with like Keanu Reeves playing Keanu Reeves all the time, but Sam Jackson really plays Sam, Sam Jackson, Jackson every yeah. movie. I agree. So, um, but then you've got Sam Jackson, uh, Kurt Russell, uh, Jennifer, Jason Lee, and Walton Gibbons, and Tim Roth plays Tim Roth again from Reservoir Dogs in this Tim show. Tim Roth does really good. He's good in this I movie. I really like it. He's him. really good. Uh, I don't, I didn't give the names of anybody, but whatever, uh, as far as that goes. Um, I, I really like Hateful Eight. I will personally say it's not in my top Tarantino movies. Um, I'd say top five for me. If it's top five, it might be like five or six. It's knocking on that doorstep. But yeah. for me, it's just, it's the only Quentin Tarantino movie. While I love his dialogue and it keeps me interested the whole time, it's the one Tarantino movie that's hard for me to sit and watch the entire thing in one sitting. It's just so, like nothing happens until like the halfway point. I think if you pick up on the story I was just talking about, if you come in with Sam Jackson coming in, props himself up at the bar, and then starts telling this wonderful monologue about somebody's <laughs> son true. and having that him walk through true. the snow, I think if you pick the movie up right there, granted you have no context, which Tarantino movies really don't. I mean, he built a nice backstory well, yeah, for this. About, think about Pulp Fiction. You go into that with no context. Yeah, that's true. But, but Pulp Fiction is a shorter movie, and I feel like there's more action throughout that movie. In this movie, you only have Kirk Douglas beating up on, on Daisy the whole time. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, yeah. The Hangman. Ruth. I already also, now that I'm thinking about this movie, I know one of your fun facts. Yeah, I've only, I've, there was only 123 for this movie, so I had some <laughs> slim about, pickings. It's about the guitar, isn't it? It is about the guitar. I knew it. I love I knew it. Her, <laughs> I knew her rea- it. Did you know, we won't say it all, but that her reaction is genuine. a genuine she, reaction. Because if you watch her, she doesn't. She looks over at yep. the production team. She yep. looks over at Quentin Tarantino. She looks off screen. Yep. And, and she, like horrified. And I think mortified. She, I think she says, Kurt, no. Like that. Like she tries to stop him and breaks her accent character yeah. and then like does a whole 360 panoram. Mm-hmm. But it's brilliant. I love that Quentin kept it in there. He's, I, I mean, he I does that with all kinds of stuff. I also just, it, it also, now that I watch that movie, it like, it, it makes me shudder of him breaking that guitar oh it does because like, I think about what that guitar was and it just made, I'm just like oh, mm, since geez. we're talking we'll, we'll go ahead and throw this fun fact the guitar in question here was an 1870 one of one Martin guitar and if you don't know Mar- like if you don't know like guitars like you probably don't know Martin yeah. you know Fender or you know yeah. you know Les Pauls or whatever but like Martin Martin guitars are are the cream of the crop yep. when it comes to acoustic guitars. I mean, they are yep. at the top. Like I've looked at them, and they are so like new ones are so expensive yep. because they're they're phenomenal guitars. Yeah, you say they start off at the thousand dollars. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, and they're 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 so good. Only the best of the best mm-hmm. people play Martin guitars. And yeah, it's eighteen. What'd you say? Eighteen seventy. Eighteen seventy. Oh. One of one, one Martin of one. guitar. I mean, and it was what was the what was they the, said they said the estimated value was around forty thousand dollars. But granted, you can't make another one of those or another one. But that's what Martin had listed at was forty grand. And I guarantee you, if you put that at auction, though, oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's worth way more. You're going than that. a couple hundred thousand dollars easily. So what happened was they had six replica guitars built for Kirk Douglas, and this is toward the end of the movie when Daisy Kurt starts. Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Douglas. You, I'm are, sorry. I know he just passed I'm away. R.I.P. Kurt <laughs> Russell. 
with a fantastic <laughs> handlebar mustache. And those baby Phenomenal. blue eyes. Yeah. Phenomenal. <sighs> so anyway, uh, Kurt. I'm going to just, Kurt, we're just going to say Kurt. <laughs> uh, Daisy is singing a song, and he says, go ahead and play the second verse. And she's talking about Kurt seeing her in uh, Mexico after he, she dies. He gets really upset, grabs the guitar from her, and just wallops it against the uh, haberdashery there. Uh, against the wall and Daisy Jennifer Jason Lee's character starts screaming like bloody murder no 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 looks to the side as Garrett pointed out to Quentin Tarantino because he smashed the real guitar no one had told it was supposed to be swapped it was supposed to be swapped but no one had told Kurt that it was not swapped so he went guns a blazing and just slammed it up and demolished that thing and since then Martin uh, does no longer loans out guitars or has guitar Martin guitars in movies for that because of that reason so thanks Quentin for that I just, I, I, I hate that. I hate and love that fact. I mean, it's cool. You know, it's cool that, like, that's a very, that's a story within the movie that happened, and that, that, font, that, that, you know, that take made the cut. Yeah, and it was fantastic. You know, it's phenomenal, but at the same time, you're like, wow, what a piece of history that was actually lost <laughs> exactly. at, at, at the expense of a movie. Well, you, you know what I mean? You know, and I, I'm sure it's good PR for Martin. I mean, it's it, any PR is good PR. You can look at yeah. it that way. So yeah, put yeah, the yeah. smash guitar up there and say, Kurt, you know, smashed it up in Quentin Tarantino's movie. Have the little <laughs> gag reel running there. Just make a lot of the situation. Uh, or put the replica in there and never say anything about it. <laughs> just be like, actually, we were just joking. Yeah, yeah we're just the kidding. Real one. We're just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, but, but I, I will say once again, Quentin Tarantino, the way he gets actors to bring out their A game, their mm-hmm. 110% in every film is phenomenal for me. The way that this film's shot in a widescreen, the way you get those looks, the way that, you know, you're inside of this, you know, 20 by 20 well, room. Think about, think about the the, uh, the Mexican guy. Yes. I don't even know who that is. He was phenomenal. It's he not, was so good. He was. Bull. He was. Yeah, like, I mean, he was, like, when he's talking out there in the barn. Yeah. I you mean, gringo. Yeah, like, he's, <laughs> he's, I don't, he's great. He's everybody, good. Everybody acts, they bring, like you said, the bar is raised on the Tarantino yep. film, and everybody brings their A game. Yep, yep. And, and, and again, I, I, I would love to know why that is, if it's the actors or if it's Tarantino, because... Th- Every movie's like that. If you go back to Reservoir Dogs, you've got a ton of, I mean, I guess not at the time they were A-listers, but but he saw the potential in all these guys that are now A-list celebrities and actors. And, yeah, like, and they, at that diner scene where they're all just, you know, talking about the tip and all that stuff at the very beginning of the movie. Madonna. It, yeah, exactly. It's it's a fantastic scene. Steve and they, Buscemi was not, he was on the rise, but he's phenomenal yeah, in that movie. The, I think he may be the star, like, more so than Harvey Keitel. Yeah, and Tim Roth is really Tim good Roth in there, Mr. Great. Orange. Tim Roth and Michael Madsen, yep. those were no-name guys. And they and they brought it. And so I think a lot of it has to do with Tarantino and the way he either films or, or hops you up. I mean, maybe he's the biggest hot man in the game he right now be. for all that stuff. But it, it's phenomenal to me how they have wonderful conversation around dining room tables, just like in Inglorious, the, the soup scene where they're mm-hmm. we find out the Lincoln letter is whatever it is. Oh, I don't man. want to spoil or that. But that's <laughs> all of those scenes around dinner tables with Quentin Tarantino are phenomenal. It's just conversation. Yeah. And that's all his movies. I mean this movie for two hours is nothing but conversation. And Kurt and beating phenomenal. up on Daisy. I mean that's that's really it. And I yeah. guess Sam Jackson hitting her a couple of times too. Yeah. But I for me, that is my one knock I have on this movie is it takes a long time before stuff starts happening. Yeah. And for me, I, and I know other people are different because Tarantino's what is what he is, but I just have a hard time getting through like the first 
quarter half of this movie before something happens. I love the movie. I love it. But it's just hard it for me. It is a slow burn. Very slow. Slow burn. Very slow. I feel like we could cut some of that out. But then again, then you don't get the backstory with Sam and, and Kurt in the train and how yeah. they knew each other in Chattahoochee because we got to talk about Tennessee somehow. <laughs> Shout out Chattanooga, baby. <laughs> you know, and so we get all that. So it's it's a phenomenal movie. Love it. That's just my one knock on it. How many how many sun so we'll go into sun spheres sun spheres how many sun spheres we get in so that? my previous what we've done is this our fourth Tarantino movie third Tarantino movie uh, we've done Inglorious uh, Django and, and then Hateful, Hateful Eight so yeah, our so third. third yeah I'm going four and a half on this oh so really? yeah so I know I've done fives previously but that's that's just me and it's just because the beginning of it is is so long and drawn out for me I was actually going to give it a four point four six okay so I'm still above you. I still love Tarantino. Still love the man. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, it's a, no. And then I, I agree with you. It's a phenomenal movie. Yeah. But like I said, it's it's top five, maybe six. It's no lower than six no. for me. No, RT. What would you give it? I know me and Garrett have been rambling on. I've yet to ask you your <laughs> thoughts on the Hateful. So I am going to give the is the rating out of five. I'm it's out of five. Out of five, five sun spheres. I'm going to give it a four point nine five. Whoa, and you're ooh, strong on this one. I, I like this that. is my second favorite Tarantino movie. So your first would be Inglorious. Inglorious. And, That's yeah, all right. By by a mile, okay. Inglorious is absolutely the best. I, th- um, I think Inglorious is his is mainstream movie. Yeah. And this is agree. his, no, I don't make mainstream movies. I make gory, bloody movies. And that's what <laughs> yeah. this is. And it absolutely is. I do love when Channing Tatum comes in it. I oh, do love, no. like, when that happens. I love when he's like, get up there and talk to her. And then <laughs> Sam Jackson says, you took too long, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, he's like, throw up your other pistol. Or you better bleep another one out of you. <laughs> this, I think that if we were going just on cinematography, this would be my number one. This is a beautiful looking oh, movie. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Beautiful I'd say it's, yeah. it's the best looking one. But yeah, yeah. So you give it a 4.95. So, yeah, that's the, big. So that's the, big. the .05 there that, that's missing is because, like you said, of the long drawn out. Yeah. I mean, this movie is nearly four hours long. But. But the reason that I don't hate that is because it really adds to the uh, suspense. Uh, when I watched this movie, the, for the first time, when the yeah. first time I watched it, I was kind of on edge because I knew somebody was bad, but yeah. I didn't know who. And so once you see the movie once, you don't, you're not as on edge, but it, it, it's, it builds and builds and builds. And I think that Tarantino has mastered that suspense yep. kind of thing um, that John Carpenter did it with Halloween 1978. Yep. That movie's very suspenseful yep. too. And so I think that the slow burn kind of thing works for this movie. If an, if a movie like Pulp Fiction or Inglorious is four hours long, it, it doesn't work for that. No. But it, I think it works okay for this one. No, I, and I, I know we've said that, but I think if you cut out the beginning of this movie and where Sam Jackson comes in from the stable and he's got that slow turnaround and you see him kind of like on everybody when you're like, oh, what's he know that we don't know? Yeah. I think if you open it right there, that would be, that that, yeah. that to me is where you cut it because that's about 40-ish. 45 minutes into yeah. the movie. Yeah, yeah, He did an interview, and he said, uh, Tarantino said that if he were to have this as a live production, mm-hmm. then that's where he exactly where yeah. he would pick it up. Yep. And so. he's, he still says that he wants to do a play for this Yeah, to where he would do it that way, and I'd go see it. I mean, I would go see it, too. A live action of that? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it'd be fantastic. Um, that's good. I mean, I, I feel like everyone, like I've said before, Tarantino brings out all your emotions. This movie might want to make you throw up, or run away, <laughs> or hide your eyes, all in about 0.2 milliseconds. A hundred percent. It's just so good. It oh is good. It's really good. I mean, that whole last quarter of the movie. Oh once, my god! Once we start drinking coffee, it is it on is, fire. It's from game there. time. Yeah, you better have went to the bathroom and have a full bowl of popcorn. Yeah, that's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. When you come back from the intermission, make sure you've got your drink, you've went to the bathroom, and you've got popcorn. Yeah. So, 100%. Uh, and uh, fun fact for this, I saw the roadshow version of this show at the Pinnacle uh, in early 2016. 
Um, this was only like one of 70-ish movie theaters that got to see the roadshow. Uh, I didn't know this at the time, but the Weinstein, Weinstein company actually fronted the bill for that to have this displayed at 70-some-odd theaters across the U.S. And you're talking about like in 70 millimeter, In right? 70 millimeter, yeah. yeah. So uh, Panavision, who did the 70 millimeter for this, actually made custom rolls, custom cans is what they're called, yeah. uh, for Quentin Tarantino that was twice the length of a normal can because they knew he loved to shoot really long stretches. Even if the actors messed up, he told them to just kind of keep going with it. Right. So they made larger cans. Thought that was really cool. Uh, from them, and this is, I think, other than Dunkirk, it's only like the last, I think, uh, since the 70s, the 16th movie to actually be released in exclusive 70 millimeter. Yeah. So that's kind of a fun fact. Uh, Tarantino and Christopher Nolan both really like movies on film. I think that's awesome. I think if you have the chance to see a movie in film, to see the impurities, you need to go do it. Yeah. So the the shake, the real shake, the burns. Watch Fight Club. You'll get clued in on all that fun stuff <laughs> for that. I say, watch Fight Club <laughs> and you'll know about the cigarette burns. Yes. Um, so <laughs> some fun facts. Uh, really, we talked about the guitar. Another one, Tim Roth character, uh, Oswald Mulberry. Uh, is, is, of course, that's his fake name. Uh, but his real name is he's led to believe the great-grandfather of Michael Fassbender's character in Inglorious. Uh, they really? both share the last name of Hickok. Um, so it is, uh, Tim Roth said that Quentin Tarantino told him that they were, that was his great grandfather. So, you know, in the QTCU, mm-hmm. they're just tying up loose ends there. Um, also there's three references to Django in this movie. Originally, uh, Quentin wanted this to be a Django sequel. Um, but he thought that Django was too morally correct for him to be in this movie. In this movie, there is no, it's kind of like, um, in Game of Thrones, there's no good guy in this film. Yeah. Everyone's kind of a bad person. They have no moral compass, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Tarantino said he had to scrap the idea of doing Django, but that he's open to writing novels or maybe a TV show for Django's sequel. So there's a fun Man, fact I for would, that. I would read his books. I think it would be really good. He said originally this was just going to be a novel, and then it turned out to be a script. Yeah. So maybe one day we'll see some Django 2s. Uh, he's even quoted as saying that he would do like other stories with uh, Christoph Waltz and Django. I can't think of his name off the top of my head in the movie, but yeah. that he, they would do like the stories of them, like a little bounty hunter stories. Yeah. So like a novella, a little short story. <laughs> um, so the script was leaked. I'm sure everyone knows that it was leaked back in like 2014. Pre-production had already started on the movie when this happened. And Quentin Tarantino says that Sam Jackson alone conned him into continuing the movie. So I'm glad he did. Shout out to yeah. Sam Jackson yeah, for, for, for make, getting Quentin Tarantino to make this movie. <laughs> for so that's, real. That's pretty exciting. Quentin Tarantino says that Reservoir Dogs was a big feature in this movie. We said it earlier where essentially everything happens in a room. Yeah. Over one day, just yeah. like Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got some of the same people from both movies in this that mm-hmm. happens. Won't spoil anything for you there. Uh, the, also, the other movie of influence was The Thing that came out in 1982 that also starred Kurt Russell. Uh, the thing, and also the theme for the thing was also the same composer and is used in this movie also. Okay. It's kind of fun fact okay. for that. Um, we've already said Sam Jackson received top billing. Uh, da, 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 da. We've talked about Django being a whatever. Uh, talked about that. Uh, okay, so fun facts for people to play Daisy. Uh, this is an interesting list of people that were set to maybe play Daisy. Okay. First and foremost, Jennifer Lawrence. Really? Let me see some Jennifer Lawrence in this movie. <laughs> I'd say I would have loved. Could to you see her one. getting her teeth busted out by Kurt no, Russell? No, it would have been tough. I mean, it would have been rough. And maybe she's too cute. I mean, Harvey said that That's she needed true. to dress up a little. That's true. Uh, Michelle Williams uh, from Drive. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I could maybe see that. I could see that. Jenny from Forrest Gump. Robin Wright. 
I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. She's, she's, she's got a look. I don't know if it's the right look. Uh, Gina Davis from Thelma and Louise. Okay. Uh, maybe. Uh, and then this is sneaky good. Evan Rachel Wood. Do y'all know who that mm-hmm. is? She's on Westworld right now. The blonde Dolores. Mm-hmm. She's kind of, she's got a, she has a distinct look about her. Okay. I'll say that much. Okay. Hillary Swank. Yeah. And last, but certainly not least, the one and only Demi Moore. Really? We're all set at one point in time to maybe be, to play Daisy. I could have been fine with Demi Moore. I would have liked Demi Moore. Yeah. I mean, I think I could have seen her getting her teeth knocked out more than I could Jennifer Lawrence or Adam yeah. Rachel Wood. Yeah. It's We're going to... short hair, long hair, Demi Moore. That's the thing. Is there a difference? Yes. I'd probably okay. go long hair. Because like the, the differences between A Few Good Men and Ghost, I feel like her, <laughs> I feel like her as a person <laughs> yeah. is such a, of course, they're completely different movies, but they like are, that's, that's probably the reason for that. But yeah, so uh, I'd probably go short hair Demi. Short hair Demi. Yeah, I like either hair Demi personally. Yeah, she's she's got she's a good looking lady. Yeah. I'm a Demi Moore fan, and she's like 56. Yeah, I mean, she might even be 60 now. I don't know. She's well, she's she's you wouldn't know it. She's easy on the eyes. <laughs> she her is. and Jennifer Lawrence. I'm gonna get in trouble. I better stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I, 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 RT. I that's it. I want to thank you for being on the podcast. I want to extend the olive branch. Anytime you're you're bored on a on a weeknight. <laughs> And you want to jump on and, and some throw some fire down on the podcast? You are more than willing. RT, why don't you throw out your Twitter one more time for us? Oh, at R underscore T underscore three underscore. It'll be one of the best follows, I promise you. I, Funny I, stuff. I can't disagree. <laughs> it is. It is. You can get quality things I've, like the uh, Harry Potter powertrain. I've been told uh, that if I was half as funny in real life as I am on Twitter, that I would be famous. Mm, so that's a really that's a tough yeah. that's a tough thing to hear. <laughs> yeah, but uh, really, I was, the, I was there for that. Yes, I mean, really, we're in the the uh, area of greatness here. Yeah, we we're, are. We're in one little room. We could be hateful eight with RT right now. We could be. Who's Just the bad guy? Don't do anything to the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Easy there. All right, well, guys, uh, I don't really have anything else to talk about. I mean, I could think of I something. About to say, I think we're good. As for I'm this week. as I'm trying to find a song to send us out to, but the outro. Yeah, I really don't have anything. You have yeah. Amazing Grace, Chris Tomlin. <laughs> do you, do you, is that what you want? No. I mean, I can find it. I can find it. I'll leave this with one of our famous TikTok songs. Does that work for you guys? That works for me. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Uh, maybe have a special guest next week. I'm not sure yet, but uh, RT, thank you so much. And uh, until t- next time, wash your hands, everybody.